Turning and turning in the widening gyre, the falcon cannot hear the falconeer. Things fall apart, the center cannot hold. Mere anarchy is loosed upon the world. The blood-dimmed tide is loosed, and everywhere the ceremony of innocence is drowned. The best lack all conviction, while the worst are full of passionate intensity. Surely some revelation is at hand. Surely the second coming is at hand. The second coming. Hardly are those words out, when a vast image out of spiritus wundi troubles my sight somewhere in the sands of the desert. A shape with lion body and the head of a man. A gaze blank and pitiless as the sun is moving its slow thighs while all about it. Real shadows of the indignant desert birds. The darkness drops again, but now I know that twenty centuries of stony sleep were vexed to nightmare by a rocking cradle. And what rough beast, its hour come round at last, slouches towards Bethlehem to be born. Hi, welcome to your Fear of the Walking Dead cast. We are back after the, the long the long wait between shows. Um, I'm Scott McGregor, one of your usual hosts, and we're back with most of our regular crew. Well, our regular, regular crew. Couldn't find Professor Allen today, but we do have the Hughes, Beth and Brian. Welcome, folks. And Mike Zumo. Hola. Hello. Covering the uh, season three premiere of Fear of the Walking Dead. And I was very much looking forward to this, um, much more so than I was most of the last season of the regular Walking Dead. So hopefully you were too, and hopefully they, they did us right. Uh, it was a two-hour, it was two separate episodes we're going to be covering, one and two, but, you know, it was stuffed together in one night as, like, a big bonus. Well, maybe episode. for you. Well, for me. I, I got to watch it live and then not so live, so... Um, you know, I got to see it with commercials and without, which is an interesting experience. But <laughs> uh, so I guess we'll we'll jump. How's everyone been? Uh, how you been uh, feeding your zombie Jones since we last spoke? We haven't. No, no. Nothing. The zombies are hungry. See, I've I've been playing Dead Age, uh, which is a nice zombie video game that gets me through the the lean times. So that that's that's my methadone. Uh, yeah, we, we we actually were fighting death the last several months. Yes, true. Yes. And and, and true. for the most part, we 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 had a great victory, an incredible victory. And you know, for those that that didn't hear before we discussed it, uh, Beth's mother was at death's door. I mean, she was there was knocking, there were bells ringing, there was all sorts of stuff going on, and we just thought. You know, she wasn't going to make it. She had pneumonia. What do we say to death? Not today. Not today. Not tomorrow. Not very soon at all. Uh, and she, her recovery has been nothing short of miraculous. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Awesome. Thank the Lord. Yes. Thank, thank God. That was it. Was amazing the recovery that we've seen here and, and all that. And she's living with us now. And so you know, Beth is looking after her from you know day to day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so it, it's a good thing she gets to spend a lot of time with her mom. So it's it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Yes. Very wonderful. Yeah. And very yeah. difficult all yeah. at the same time. But I am thankful. All of us that were following your struggles on Facebook are we're. Definitely in your corner on that one, guys. And Thank you. To see it resolved well, um, as well as can be expected. Uh, unfortunately, in that time span, a couple of my old 
school buddies didn't fare quite as well. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. It happens. We're getting to that age, aren't we, kids? Um, yeah, we are, unfortunately. But uh, after that cheery discussion, let's talk about the, the cheery world of The Walking Dead, which wasn't very <laughs> cheery at all. Yeah, not very cheerful. I don't know. They, they, they didn't start us off with, with sugar and, and honey. Uh, that's for certain. But uh, let's jump into it. No. We'll, We'll, we'll Some do... psychotic shit happening. <laughs> yeah, bet. a lot of very dense two episodes. We'll, we'll do the recap of like the first hour, and we'll chat about that a little bit, and we'll uh, move on to the second one. And and once again, folks, and for people like David Pascarella, uh, try not to spoil anything, like especially the big anything, until we get to that part of the episode. If you could, Beth, looking at you. Uh, <laughs> I shall not. We will go by the book today. <laughs> All right. So we, we opened Wait, with... there's a book? No, the luckily book. there is not a book, so I don't have to worry about spoiling shit to you guys. So that's, <laughs> that's a nice bit of freedom, because I secretly do on the other thing. Um, but we opened with the uh, good old Clark family, or most of it anyway, all being led into the same military-type camp that uh, Nick and Luciana... And their group stumbled upon and weren't welcomed very friendly. Uh, and the ground is littered with dead, which we assume is probably a lot of the people from the Colonia that were with Nick and Lucy. Um, and they're separated as soon as I get there with Maggie. Maggie? Maddie? Wow, cross, Maddie. crossing the streams there. Hold on. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, you are. And Alicia in one group and Travis taken alone to a barracks-type building. And we hear shots and find that soldiers just killed somebody and are writing a time on his forehead. Now, Travis is measured and weighed and sat down in shackles with a bunch of others, and he sees Nick and Luciana there. Travis moves uh, closer to Nick and gives him the uh, basically the sit rep on who's still around. Chris not being one of them, obviously. Uh, Luciana is pretty badly off, off, but still conscious at the moment. And Madison and Alicia are locked in an office, and of course the ladies are all about the business. They're looking for exits and weapons. And uh, our, our new douche master Troy, uh, we meet. Um, brings them tea and puts on the friendly face and explains that Travis is being processed separately. And Madison tries some counseling powers on Troy, but his douchey powers resist. And he tells them that they're free to go after they're processed, which is always, you know, a euphemism in the apocalypse for something really, really bad, I'm sure. Uh, we figure out pretty quickly that the soldiers are under the command of Troy and they're taking people from Travis's group and killing them to research how long it takes people to turn. And as evil as that is, I kind of applauded that, like, hey, at least someone's trying to get a handle on this. But, but they, you, know, you notice that they had that money set aside. Yeah. They're actually betting money on this, you know. Oh, yeah. It, it just, yeah, that's... Gambling on research is, is acceptable <laughs> in the apocalypse. These guys don't look like scientists. No, no, not really, no. But isn't that the way they get their grant through? That might be. Yeah. <laughs> it's only human trials until they're not human anymore. Uh <laughs> <laughs> you know, or they might just be doing it for fun because the apocalypse gets boring. But they're basically at a big military base by the looks of it, um, and they're they're lifting some some fuel and stuff and doing fun science experiments. And Troy comes to talk to Travis and asks if he's Mexican, um, and he explains that he's Maori. And uh, Troy seems to get a chubby at the prospect of having warrior stock in his camp. 
Um, after more conversation, the group realizes what their fates are. You know, basically, it's like, oh, that's what they're doing, and we're fucked. And we get some contemplation time with Maddie and Alicia, and Madison is talking tough and tells her that if any killing needs to be done, Mom's going to do it, which is the way it should be. Or spooning, as the case may end up being. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, stranger... And not the bed kind. Not the bed kind. Uh, nope. Although she almost put someone to bed. A stranger, Steve, strikes up a conversation with Travis and is trying to organize a prison break. And the men come back and grab the group and execute, execute nameless dude number one. And Steve knows the secret way out through some old drug tunnels. And two more people get taken to the wall and, and experimented on. And Maddie and Alicia wake up to Troy, creepily watching them sleep. And Maddie is getting the sense that Travis and Nick are not going to be okay. Uh, back at the research lab, Travis starts asking questions and trying to get them riled up to launch the revolution a little bit. And they, uh, it works up, it works, and they pick up him and the rest of the group. And uh, so it's on. One of the soldiers is taken out by one of the test subjects because Karma is a bitch occasionally. And the escape is not completely successful, though. Nick and Lucy get into the tunnels, but uh, organizer uh, prisoner gets shot. You know, Steve there, and, and his throat slit, and he gets dumped him after them to be a problem later on. And Travis gets caught and is taken to Troy, who tells his men to take him out back instead of the lab to kill him because he's special. He Maori. And Lucy begs Nick to leave her and escape, and he tells her, Nuka! Nuka! Uh, apocalypse love. Oh my god, that was so terrible. <laughs> oh yes, you know. it was so bad. Uh, it's nice to see someone whose Spanish is actually worse than mine. Um, and, <laughs> and he has no excuse. You know, I'm 30 years out of my Spanish classes, but he's been right in this shit. <laughs> I wonder so. if they gave him lessons just like right before his line. <laughs> no. He just seemed he had, to do better last season, didn't he? I, I mean, mean, he, he was... just had some time to work on that, okay? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, they, basically, between takes, it was like, hey, Frank, go to the guy at the taco truck and see if he can tell you how to say this. If you can't even handle <laughs> Nuka, though, you're, you're, you have no business probably speaking the, the language. It was not. Yeah. But uh, sorry, Nick. It was so bad they put it in the they they put it on the uh they put it on the caption. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, hey, that's that's. that's and if what I said was insensitive, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's still the thought was there. You know, he's trying to connect. And if, if he's gonna, his love is gonna die. He's gonna send her off in in her native language. So. That's cute. <laughs> anyway, Troy goes to fetch Madison and Alicia, and, and they attack him. And uh, now, did did this part have any of you screaming the ticks war cry? <laughs> Spoon. Well, yeah, eventually, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, well, actually, with the eye thing, I was just putting this whole thing going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was. Uh, yeah, she gets. Uh, my, Maddie gets a drop on him with a spoon, taking his eye hostage and. You know, as we've watched, you know, at least I have collectively, what, like, you know, 10 years of The Walking Dead now and seen every manner of 
horrible, horrible demise, and this was probably the most cringeworthy scene they've done. I'm, I'm with Chris Hardwick on that one, Talking Dead, that this was just, you know, you can rip people's guts out, blow their heads off, crush their faces, whatever, but, man, you get near that eyeball, and it just... The shivers go right down my freaking yeah. spine. <laughs> I mean, you have to admit, she did not pull his eye out with walking right behind him. I mean, you got to admit, that is talent. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with Chris Hardwick on, on that one. Like, she's done this before, hasn't she? Something, yeah. <laughs> this is not a skill you just improvise. I, and yeah. ironically, the makeup guy had done it before, too, on Glenn. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> True. Yeah. Um, but what does a guidance counselor do in Los Angeles? Yeah, I don't know. It's some rough, rough neighborhoods out there, but damn, I didn't think it was quite that bad yet. Uh, I mean, we've got Carl without an eye. Now this guy without half his eye. Yeah, yeah she shouldn't be counselor with those kind of skills. skills. She should be freaking principal. Yeah. You saw how well he fared. Oh, wow. Maddie would still be running the damn school. She'd be like, fucking zombies, come at me. <laughs> anyway, uh, Nick finds himself an exit to the tunnel, and of course it leads right to a million walkers who start going towards the camp. Uh, Why not? Yeah. Which I also noticed that Nick didn't really warn anybody about, you know. Oh, by the way, fucking 50,000 walkers followed me here. Uh, we find out that Travis is going to be thrown into a pit full of walkers, and we finally get to see him go full Maori warrior as he dispatches a good dozen of them uh, just in the beginning. And he's like, yeah, and he even throws a cinder block at one of the guys and has just a great couple cinder block moments. And That was the most baddest ass moment of the entire series to date, in my we opinion. We have oh, been definitely. waiting for that to happen for quite some time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we know we, Gosh, we I remember that. the conversations when yeah. we first started podcasting on the fear was we're waiting for this to happen. He's going to be the first to go. Yeah, that was, you know, I just... Yeah, when I first yeah, met Travis, all the way from the dock. Mm-hmm. And instead, yeah. they finally make him the badass he was always meant to be. I'm so happy to see it. Yeah, definitely. That's why I'm, I'm bummed that Professor Allen isn't with us tonight, because he was all about seeing the Travis Kofel Maori. <laughs> well, we'll let the Professor... Uh... Wax poetic about it next time he's here. Well, he's he's now legally required to email us at, um, well, we can still do weekly heroics at yahoo.com for that. Uh, so there you go, Professor. We know you're listening. That's right. You, you, yeah. miss, you missed the premiere, so you got to email well, us. No, he's probably recovering from that three hour Watchmen extravaganza he just he recently did. Oh, did he? Oh. Awesome. Like the the Watchmen proper or that abomination yeah. that DC just did? Um, I don't know. I haven't read it. I won't read yeah. it because the there's a, only one Watchmen. <laughs> That's right. You got that right. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, uh, well, yeah, the soldiers then release about 50 more walkers for, for Travis to take care of, and we cut away and don't get to see immediately what happens. But Maddie still is Troy by the eyeballs. Uh, but Nice Brother comes to the rescue, and he diffuses the situation, promising Maddie passage if he spares Troy. Uh, Nick and Maddie are running from the horde, and they get attacked by uh, a prison escape guy zombie. Um, and Alicia 
Here's them through the grate. Not Nick and Maddie. Nick and Lucy. Wow. How did I screw this up so badly? Uh, but Alicia that would hears be creepy. Them. Yes. Uh, Alicia hears them through the grate, and she manages to drop her brother a knife in time and saves him. And at the pit, uh, Travis is still alive, and a whole lot of walkers aren't. <laughs> and suddenly everyone is reunited, and of course, Mom hugs Nick the hardest. You know, so just kicking Alicia and, and Travis in the old, but uh, he pulls in Alicia and Travis stands apart. You know, he's the one, he's the one that could really use a hug right now, I would think, over everyone, and he's just kind of left over there, and I was sad for him. As was I, and did you notice, I'm going to backtrack just a small second, because mm-hmm. I thought it was something important to mention, that when... She was asked to explain the relationship between um, Madison and Travis when she, they were. She was asked, "Well, who is he to you? Who Travis was to her?" She goes, "Well, we're in a relationship." Yeah. She didn't say that's my husband. Yeah, that's I, you know. I found that kind of weird too, actually, Beth. And I, I think she was almost. She kind of hints at it later that. She was, like, you know, leaving that door open for Troy because he clearly had an unhealthy uh, attraction to her of some kind. And so I think she was uh, trying to play that. Well, but I'm not completely taken, yeah. It's, yeah, they, that whole thing. I mean, you, you look at the what they were doing there. They get the women separated from the men. They yeah. leave not just the men, but the sick women off in the, the kill shelter. Yeah, you know, they're, see they're, where that you know, was they, going. Yeah, that was that was whole. Yeah, we're stocking up on women here first and foremost. Yeah, uh, Troy was at least. It just kind of makes me right off the bat feel okay. These guys think they're gonna have to repopulate the world. Some kind of bullshit like that, and we need healthy women. Yeah, Do you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's something the other show doesn't ever really touch upon much, but let's face it, man, if shit went down like this, this would become a rapey world real quick. Even no more so shit. than it is. Because, right. uh, you know, unfortunately the lizards are going to survive with the rest of us mammals. Um, but, yeah, it's it's just not a happy subject, but it's realistic, and it's, it makes sense that to this universe. Very true. Yeah. Okay, well, I just wanted to mention that because I was wondering if anyone else caught that. No, no, yeah, yeah I did notice it. Good, good call out. Um, where are we here? Well, Jake tries to talk them into going into his camp um, with you know with them and, and Psycho Troy, but they just kind of want supplies and freedom. They're like, yeah, no, we've had enough of your family already. He should have offered candy. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jake goes to Troy and, uh, and calls him asshole for being uh, murdery and. Blake, the, it, I'm that? sorry, Mike. Mike, it, it, not candy pie. Always offer pie. Oh, People pie, always yeah. offer pie. <laughs> well, sorry, it's probably easier to come by in the apocalypse, <laughs> uh, especially if it happened right after Easter. Uh, it's cheaper. Um, Blake, the other murdery minion who was uh, betting on the uh, the zombie kills, you know, the zombie timing. Um, here's some weird thumping and looks into a grate in the wall. And, oh, it's a million rats. And, of course, a walker who also promptly bites him through the wall and pulls him in to finish the meal. Well, that's just, we're going to give that to the special effects department all the way around on this, these two episodes because they had some really cool gags, man. And I hope they save some for the rest of the season. But don't you think if you see a bunch of fucking rats come out the wall, 
You don't stay. If rats are running, your ass should run. Yeah. 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 Well, if you're running, if the rats are running or not. Yeah, but everything about that scene was basically someone too stupid to live. And that's why he died. That, you, there's just nobody no, the zombie apocalypse that's going to fall for that. <laughs> well, see, he I died think because he was an asshole. Okay. I think, yeah. I think people that were in a crew like this, there would be, because we've seen it over on the other show too, that there's a whole thriving town, but there's a good chunk of them that are fucking idiots and they've only survived because they've had walls or guns or been with smarter people that have had walls and guns. So you get some of these idiots off on their own and they're going to pull stupid shit like that. See, that's what I said yesterday to Brian. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, we've learned to forgive some stupid writing in both of these shows, too. So I I was... I was just happy. It actually threw me for, for a surprise. I didn't expect a lot. I thought the, the rats were just going to swarm the dude and eat him. Um, but I didn't really which, expect the uh, drag him into the wall thing. <laughs> that did bring me Normally back. Normally they don't have the strength for something like that. Yeah, it, but, yeah I got that, to think about that too. But Do animals get infected in, on this show? I, I, I forget. I don't think because they never just, really addressed that. I, mean, I, I thought we'd seen some like infected deer or something back uh, d- near, during the prison days or something that was infected outside of the prison. Yeah, maybe I know like, we've seen stuff that is that have eaten been infected. Bitten. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't, I don't think we've seen anything that's been infected though. Yeah, Not that this... would like directly pass the virus, or they—that's what I figured. Maybe they'd go for, you know, go that they'd have the rat bite him, and he'd like get super rabies zombie virus or something. Remember, during the prison days, it didn't like a deer or something. Not a deer, a deer wouldn't obviously, but something ate something that was infected or something. Not that I thought. We'll see, but that—that's the whole Resident Evil premise. But isn't that? Isn't aren't they trying to stay away from that in this? Because they've had horses, they've had, uh, didn't they have uh, pigs? Yeah. But the pigs got sick from something else. Right. It wasn't that, and then the well, deer. They, they, yeah, I mean Ezekiel was feeding the pigs, you know, walkers. So, well, everyone's got the virus, so I mean, you're not going to get it more by like eating their meat, but maybe it would poison it, or maybe their bite would. Would you know? Tainted meat, tainted meat. Yeah, cause you to die quicker and get the fever and stuff. But a regular rat bite will do that to you anyway. So yeah. Um, and I said, uh, hats off to him for throwing the red herring because I thought it was going to be the rats that took him out, but we got to see a crunchy head instead. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, now Beth, Beth had a complaint about that. Well, I thought it was a really cool way to dispose of the guy. Uh, though I, I have one question is that like how is a walker so strong that one I, walker is able to pull the guy through a wall like that I got thinking of that and maybe yeah you know, I did too my brain walking dead science cannon went well they're fresher walkers so they're, they still got some musculature going on I, you but, know. but Beth is just asking how is there a duct large enough to pull that guy through from such a small portal yeah, it doesn't do well with the laws of physics because you figure the wall would break around him. Instead it of just... actually, when I watched it the second time, it, I'd actually showed that the wall did break. But still, it was like, wow. You know, if you don't get to see that the wall is broken, your mind can't buy it kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it looks like uh, something in a, like a you know Nightmare on Elm Street movie would do. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I was exactly. Like, way to give kudos. Way to give kudos. Emergency, my lighter would have just died. We can't go on. Oh, there it goes. So, just as everyone is getting ready to leave, the million zombie march begins, and the, the, the family gets separated again with Travis, Lucy, and Alicia in a helicopter, and Maddie and Nick on wheels with uh, Troy. So, great little road trip buddy oh, there. And Troy is able to shoot, even though he's right-handed, and he's mis- basically can't use his right eye. Yeah, it's, it's the Carl theory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I guess he's... He, Ambidextrous aimer. He was, he was spot on. He was shooting yeah. Prince, Princess Leia accuracy. That's pretty much been the one constant in The Walking Dead. Shooting at other humans, humans are like stormtrooper bad shots, but shooting at zombies, fucking headshot, one shot, one kill every time. <laughs> so it's just something. Yeah. Zombies don't move as much. A little slower. So that was the end of uh, the first half, and wow, quite a quite a dense little first episode. Um, and I've said enough, so go. It was okay. I'll tell you this: this episode, when it started off, all the business with Troy and his guys and the whole little kill farm there, it just you know it was it, it was such a, a drag down. I was just like, okay, let us get past this. Come on, you guys got to do better than this, or I'm gonna, you know, I just feel like I want to walk away. And they did turn it around. They turned it around, not not as quick as I would have liked, but they did turn it around. And like I said, gave us one of the baddest ass uh, segments. And you know, towards the end, there were Travis in the pit. Yeah. And uh, that forgives a lot of sins right there, because that that right there just had me whooping and hollering. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I think they had to establish evil Troy, you know, and uh, establish that it wasn't everyone. It was just a couple of him and his frat buddies that like to kill people. Yeah, but, you know, the thing is, we'd seen the, you know, the baseball bat and Terminus. Yeah. You know, as they're getting ready to take everybody out, they take out the penguin and they're getting ready to do Glenn. And, you know, then we get, of course, you know, uh, Negan. And the you know the, the the way they did things there you know it's all this the waiting to die bit yeah you know it it, it would have been better if it'd been like uh, was it in the piano when they they had the Nazis sitting there shooting the guys down on the ground and the gun jams and the guy's got to lay there and wait to be shot while the guy fixes his gun you yeah. know it, it it was like that and I'm just like Ugh, I can't I can't take any more of this but then but it's they, working that's tension. No, that wasn't tension. That was like, because uh, you know, you know, in those moments. Now we knew, you know, I mean, the thing is, we knew it was going to happen with Negan, you know. But yeah. in the moments like, you know, at Terminus and at, you know, this, it's always going to be a dodge. It's always going to be, you no, know, these guys are going to survive. Yeah, because I mean, we know they, they, there's no way they'd take out a main character in the first two episodes back. I mean, right. That's right. just no, crazy. That, they would not do that. <laughs> No, 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 never. <laughs> That's just crazy talk. Uh, so anyone else or shall we dive back in? Go for it. I'm ready for the next. Yeah. So uh, the New Frontier is the first episode was Eye of the Beholder. This is the, the New Frontier is episode two, technically. And we it picked right back up with a leisurely helicopter ride to the camp. And uh, Lucy's not doing well. And, uh, you know, just flying along, talking about what level they should fly at, and making jokes, and everyone's going to be safe because it's all main characters. And suddenly, the chopper starts taking fire, 
uh, from the ground, and, and Travis is hit, and at first we think kind of maybe his neck just got grazed, because you don't kill off main characters. So then especially, he, uh, after, yeah, especially after they've established what a badass he is. Yeah. Right. Um, exactly. So he, he actually asks Alicia to help him, and, you know, uh, we're kind of confused what he's asking for, and then we kind of realize he starts opening the door of the helicopter and again asks her to help him. And it's to help him jump, basically, because he knows he's dying. And he's been eviscerated by a shot from below the helicopter, apparently, with a nice little gut shot. And that's it for our big Maori warrior as he falls to his death. Holy shit, pour one out on the ground for a main cast member. No kidding. So uh, that happened. (laughs) He took out all all those walkers single-handedly. And then dies like this. And you know what? I... This show is awesome for doing that. As much as I will actually miss Travis, but that's balls that the other show does not have lately. And uh, it was quite a surprise, man. That was a holy fucking shit moment, you know, in my liver. No, it sure was. <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. She and was bawling. She was. I bawling. started crying, and my dad comes out of the room. What happened? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> in his Mexican accent, you know, you can't hardly understand what he's trying to ask me. And I'm just sitting here in awe. No. One of my fictional characters, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, one of my fictional characters just died. You know, my husband's trying to explain them because I'm not talking, I'm pissed. <laughs> they just turned him into a badass and you go and kill him. What the hell? <laughs> and we almost should have seen that coming, you know. We, we finally got the Travis Warrior and, you know. They but it, but so off guard. That was misdirection, too, because it's usually when Travis is like, we've got to hold on to our humanity that you think, oh, he's fucked. But not right after right. he kills 100 zombies. We're like, Travis for president at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you, yeah. You, just pro- you just proved his worth. His storyline was over. Yeah. Um, so thank you, Cliff Curtis, for the good times. Um, to be well, honest, yeah. We'll look for him in, in Avatar two in Avatar, yeah. yeah. yeah four, Avatar two, two, three, four, and five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh man. Jim Cameron's like the George R. R. Martin of the movie world. <laughs> like he's never gonna finish his own saga. He ain't got enough years left to him. <laughs> Cameron's barely started. Oh no. It's almost like yeah, uh, don't get me going on Avatar. But, yeah, um, and you know what? Like, for a lot of the, the seasons, I, I never really bought Travis and Maddie as a couple, but I was starting to get on board with their chemistry finally and takes them, takes them away from us. So, Well, that's because that's you didn't buy them as a couple. I didn't buy her grief. No, she didn't really sell me on that. On the end, at the end, she did. I mean, but I could see where she was kind of trying to hold it together, you know, when she first found out. But. Right. But maybe that kind of sells the whole we were in a relationship. Because that's how you act with someone who's in a relationship. <laughs> yeah. You don't act like that when you're married to someone. At least I couldn't see that happening. The Shit, if I'm crying it. over a character, imagine how I would act if my husband were to pass. Are you kidding? Yeah. Well, they've had a lot of shit go down, too, in the two seasons. Damn. Yeah, the way I looked at it is everyone's kind of because even Travis after the you know the pet he was just like you could see it's just like oh the this he's got new armor on he's born again hard here and that's kind of what I figure everyone's starting to get their mindset in. Um, 
Yeah, actually, the girl who plays Alicia, Alicia, uh, is still, I, I think, probably the best actor on this show, <laughs> or one of them, uh, until Ruben comes back anyway. Because um, she had a breakdown scene a little later here that was very effective. Uh, where am I here? So, yeah, bye, Travis. I hardly knew you. Let's, let's go back to one thing here, and that's Luciana. All right? If, if you've got someone like Luciana has been shot, they're just being, you know, they're being the heavyweight for everyone to drag around and all that. Yeah. At this point, you know, at the point where they're in the chopper and she's got her eyes closed and everything, aren't you every few minutes going, checking the pulse, checking the pulse, getting, getting breath here? Okay. She's not dead. Yeah, I because, think she was for the most part. I mean. It, it's, it's one of those things that you're just I, I was waiting for that moment where you know, eyes come open and oh, she's going to bite somebody especially into Chopper I was just waiting for that to happen yeah um, I'm kind of glad I didn't because I, I, I like her and Nick but yeah that's probably inevitably doomed because no like because she <laughs> she's already dragging Nick down she's dragging him away from what he was becoming and it could be because now he's not all about the experience. He's all about her. And yeah, he's got all his focus on sitting there worrying about her and making sure she's going to be taken care of. What do you expect when the guy's probably twenty twenty two and now he's gotten some? What yeah. do you think is going to really happen? Do you think he's going to go back to being a z- the zombie whisperer? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't like that, Nick. That Nick con- was worried me, but... He's still kind of a wild card. He, I think he's still, he, but he's he's protecting his family and she's family now. So, nunca, nunca, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm probably saying that wrong. Uh, <laughs> anyway, it's, it's, it's way better than what he said. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the hotel with Victor Strand, uh, the mob is demanding entrance, and uh, Strand uses his powers of bullshit and says he's a doctor after the crowd grabs some of the hotel staff, who I, I don't remember their names, I remember Hector, and I, IMDB doesn't even have them listed in this episode, so I couldn't figure out what their character names were. Um, and he saves them and instantly uh, gains himself some new fans, of course. Of course. Then he has to go be a doctor. Um, so anyway, the helicopter is down, and Alicia, Jake, and Charlene, and a very hurt Lucy must go on foot. And the convoy is doing better and cranking the hard rock music. But Mom says, "Turn it down, damn it!" And, uh, and they come to the auto compound, and Nick and uh, Maddie are left outside of the gate for the time being. And Maddie demands a hug and directs Nick's hands down to her butt. Mom, creepy. <laughs> that was uh, so creepy. It's like, yeah. Um, couldn't she have just whispered to him at that point she had a gun or something? It was with the freaking yard bugged. They talked about other stuff. I don't know. Maybe, you know, hey, we got to sell us on that Maddie's got a torrid past thing, I guess. Maybe it included some Mommy Dearest stuff. Uh, you, uh, oh, you there, didn't you? Yeah, mostly they took it there. I didn't take it there. I'm just reporting. <laughs> I'm an objective observer to these things. Yeah, pretty much everybody that watched that scene got that uh, feeling yeah. out of it. It was, yeah. it was, you know, Greg Brady and and, and Mrs. Brady. You know, it was right. No, yeah. it's a very primal thing. You know, you're either it's really no middle ground there. You're either pro incest or anti incest. <laughs> 
Anti. Firmly on the anti side of that. Totally anti. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but there was some uh, little meditatorship talk. Uh, she's basically kind of, you know, she's she's taking the lead and being like, no one's going to fuck with us. We are taking what we need. We'll play whatever games we need to. Fake it till we make it. But uh, end of the day, it's, it's all family and woe be to who who gets in the way of my spoon. Um, <laughs> well, Strand is doing a pretty goddamn good fake of a medical doctor. <laughs> and, yeah, why not? And he's summoned to deliver a baby, which he looks terrified about, of course, but manages to fake his way through that as well on the threat hey, of death. Got, got in a little too deep there. <laughs> oh, yes. Da-dum-ching. Uh, and it's traumatizing for him. Uh, <laughs> Maddie and Nick... Uh, uh, meet Daddy Otto, who uh, runs a, a survivalist camp, and good to see uh, Dayton Callie from Sons of Anarchy, and I guess he was on, uh, what's the cowboy show on each, uh, Dead, Deadwood, 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 with uh, Kim Dickens. He was, so. he was in the movie Preppies, way back in 1984 when back in the day when vcrs were the thing and you had to go to the mom and pop video shops that was one of those movies that was always on the shelf and that was one of those that you know after a month of you know checking out the same movies you you sit there and you just go okay i'm gonna get watch this and see what it is (laughs) and he was actually a break dancer Oh my and god, wow. That's his very, very first film. He's a working actor, man. I, I looked at his IMDB and he just, he's all TV guy and yeah, cheap movies like that. And um, so I don't know if any of you guys watched Sons of Anarchy, but he had a great, great role as uh, pretty much the same guy. I mean, he must do that character really well because it was kind of like a carbon copy of the, the cop from Sons of Anarchy. Maybe they're connected. Um,. But, uh, yeah, good to see him again. Um, and he seems very nice, yet cautious, so clearly will be evil eventually. And the, the Maddie well, and... You know, uh, the scene the scene right there at the gate, when, when Nick is basically trying to get Luciana help and Troy does his bit, or have you gotten to that yet? Or no. did you pass over? No, that? Not. Uh, okay, I, I will shut up and let you go then. <laughs> By the book, Brian. By we're, the we're book. Al- we're almost there. <laughs> um, our one and only listener, David Pascarell, to be getting confused. <laughs> uh, yeah, they get given a room, and, and Nick. Is, uh, here we are. Nick is being unruly, beating himself up uh, for getting all the Colonia people killed. Um, wasn't your fault, Nick. Uh, him and only led them right into the gunfire. Yeah, but you didn't know there was going to be gunfire, and and the alternative was bad too. So we'll give Nick a pass on that one. He's a failed Moses, but it's the thought that counts. Uh, him and Maddie discuss strategy, and she tells him to please help her fake it until they make it. You know, try to be nice, not piss anyone off, because he even tells her, he's like, you don't even want me here for a very long yeah. time, because I will lose my shit and get us in trouble. Um, back at the helicopter crash, Charlene goes and gets herself killed, and uh, Charlene was the disposable other woman and and, uh, yeah she's like the uh, daughter-in-law of the of the main guy I believe right or goddaughter goddaughter oh okay back the hell I got your back I got your back (laughs) (laughs) I already read that uh yeah Jake almost gets killed too but Alicia saves him uh, proving to be a little more adept than survivalist boy possibly he he seemed like he was in in major trouble, and maybe hadn't even done that very much. 
Uh, back at the hotel, Strand is dealing with the trauma of having his arms up in a vagina. Um, and he is ex- exiled because of his dirty, lying ways, uh, even though the people there are probably going to revolt now that they kicked their doctor out, but whatever. Apparently, that's not our problem anymore. No, I, I, we'll probably never see the hotel again after this. They had to move on from it. The, the lease must have been up. <laughs> well, if the lights ever go out. Yeah. Hector tells him he has one more patient before being kicked out, and it's a stabby wedding mom from last season who has to go so she can keep being on Supergirl. <laughs> and after a nice chat, she jumps out of the window. So there you go. Um, yeah, I saw that coming. For those yeah. of you, <laughs> don't way, remember. Thank you for opening, opening the, uh, the door. Yeah. yeah. And for those of you edge. who don't remember, she's the one who stabbed Strand. Yeah, which she apologizes for. And, you know, like, oh, sorry, I almost killed you, but I was bummed because you had to put down my daughter and all that mess. And I, I honestly thought they were just going to kind of ignore she ever existed because you know i saw her showing up on supergirl and i'm like oh okay i I don't know if they'll ever tie that one off but so they did and that's the probably the best way to do it (laughs) well since we leave at the hotel anyway yeah (laughs) back at helicopter camp lucy is unconscious and so they have to carry her and jake is sad and they depart for the ranch and they arrive literally minutes later bearing comatose lucy and and the bad news about travis and Nick runs to Lucy's side. Troy starts up being douchey and threatens to put Lucy down, but Nick <laughs> offers to do it himself. And, of course, dumbass Troy actually gives him the gun, which Nick pretty much immediately turns on him. Oh, hang on a minute. Didn't uh, what's-his-name-brother what's his say it was an hour's walk from that spot to the camp? Yeah. But, did they you know. drag her the whole time? Yeah, I yeah, guess so. Yeah, yeah. they did. So, okay. And yet they're still walking. And then they were ready to just put her down as soon as they got there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, so. you, you notice though that when when Troy goes and put is putting the gun down there, you know Jeremiah and Jake they're not saying anything. They're just standing there waiting for him to do the business. Yeah. But but you know it, you know of course once Nick you know pulls the gun out, it's like whoa 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 don't worry we'll take care of her it's all right we'll take care of her. You know, it's they know that this guy's psycho, and yet they're going to let him do it anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's all they're back in Daddy's realm, so it kind of sounded like the dynamic between the two brothers was like a little. You know, Dad is the one that is excusing the evil brother, and and uh, which he think, has since he was a kid, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's been a problem child, and uh, that's he played that well. He, he played now he's a problem well. adult. Yeah. And well, this is it. why he was sent to. He was sent away in the first place yeah. to go uh, to the other campsite or army site. That is because they were having trouble with him, yeah, and he wanted to keep the farm safe. So the best way to do that was to get rid of him and let him go and do whatever he was going to do somewhere else. Yeah, he's probably going to end up being a look at the flowers kind of child that daddy's going to have to put down for the betterment of all or something eventually. Someone will put him down. It's either him or his brother. No, it's it's going to be he's going to chase Maddie. Eye for an eye. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's probably. Yeah. Um, But do do you be our villain for a little while? Did you see something happening between um, Alicia and and the other brother, the good brother. And Jake? There was, 
there was kind of like he's got was, respect for her. He she saved his life. Yeah, yeah he could go. And there. then and then she's like, you know, no, no, you know, you're not going to carry it all alone. Uh, I'm going to help because yeah. you know that way, if you know something comes along, it's just not one person fighting while the other one is ridiculously tired. No, but, I don't. I I think that they're going to try to pair them up somehow. Yeah, maybe that, that will should doom one of them um, if they do. <laughs> it's got to be the good brother. It's probably going to doom the guest star. Yeah. No, it could happen. It looks like we're going to be at the camp for a while. So, But anyway, our Mexican border standoff and the, the sane autos talk uh, Nick down and promise to help uh, Lucy if she has a pulse. You know, they're being pragmatic. I really can't fault the autos for this one, even Psycho Troy, but... I, I'm betting his father would have made the same decision if he thought she was beyond help. Obviously, nobody was leaping in to say, don't shoot her. Right. As uh, we just pointed out. Uh, of course, Nick gives it up, and Maddie is trying to keep it together about Travis. Um, you know, she breaks down very briefly, but kind of collects herself. And presumably the next day or later that one, that was a little unclear, but Maddie is by a tree puking and crying. And actually, my first thought was pregnant. Um, possibly. Uh, although we're kind of led to believe maybe she got shit-faced or something, but or maybe it was just puking because of grief. But uh, Daddy Otto comes to check on her, and they have a good and honest talk, and uh, Maddie kind of lays shit on the table, you know, and uh, she sees that it wasn't all altruistic, his visiting, and she make, wants to make sure that she's not, like, going to kill herself and, and then creep in as a zombie. And he makes her sign for the gun that she borrowed. <laughs> and he's kind of being very cool about that, so he must be evil. And, uh, well, you know, the forms have to be obeyed. Yeah. Hey. Even yeah. in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Well, after all, Beretta is a chick gun. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of a, yeah, that kind of gave us a little insight into him. Uh, but he's big Second Amendment guy, so, man, he's not going to Oh yeah, having their and- guns. And someone had asked the question on the Talking Dead: Is that was Jeremiah the one that shot Ophelia, or shot at Ophelia in the last season? At yeah, the end? I don't, I don't know. Um, but I, th- I think it was. I think I think yeah, they, I they, think they I said read that in a review they, they said they said that it was. So where is Ophelia? Yeah, she's missing in action. Is she still wandering around the, the desert? I thought she. Had, no, no, no. At the, at the end of the season, at the yeah, end of the last she was season, basically she basically taken. Yeah, she was taken, and yeah. you know they 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 said you know yeah it was they, they were asked on the show if that was Jeremiah, and they said yes that was Jeremiah. Yeah, so she's the, the producer she's in, the, in the camp somewhere, and I said maybe maybe Troy was collecting women for Jeremiah's harem. We don't know yet. There's and and in the in the the discussion on Talking Dead, they actually had a segment with her where she was doing her yeah. impression of Rick. When he was in Love Actually with the little cards. <laughs> Which is actually a call out to a Bob Dylan video, but Or in excess. <laughs> I think Dylan did it first. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, that was kinda cute. It's like so we, we have Ophelia missing in action somewhere and uh and there have been rumors, uh, I don't know if we should spoil it, but that, uh, and actually it's confirmed by like the executive producer, so it's not a spoiler, but uh, Mr. Ruben Blades is going to be back this season, and hopefully not just like in some flashback thing, because I guess they said that Daniel did not die in the fire, so. Well, you don't come back yeah. as a zombie. I never thought he yeah. did. Bring it, bring I didn't it. either. Yeah. 
They, they, they can afford him. They, they got rid of Cliff Curtis's salary, so maybe that was part of the reason that Ruben's coming back. This yeah, you, what do you think? You think Cliff at some point uh, Cliff Curtis will wander up to the gate as a zombie? It could be, because Alicia made a point to to say that. Um, you know, it's like, you think he's out there, you know, as... And Jake's like, yeah, no one could have survived that fall. And she's like, yeah, I know, jackass. I mean the other thing. Uh, so, yeah, As long as he didn't land on his head. I don't think we need to see that. I... <laughs> I, that's a that's a noble enough death for our Maori warrior. I think let's keep it right there. I agree. I agree <laughs> too. But do the writers agree? Yeah. Well, rarely they listen to us occasionally. Uh, <laughs> more so on this show, I think, than the other one. Uh, <laughs> but they got that comic they got to follow, so they don't need our ideas on that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, Maggie gets her gun. Maddie gets her gun. Maddie. Alicia and Nick share a good sibling hug while tending to Lucy, and uh, Alicia's mask finally breaks, and she cries on her brother's shoulder, and that was a great scene. And so I meant that Alicia can can bring the waterworks and the acting when she needs to. Uh, Strand is in the parking garage doing some car shopping and picks himself out of beauty for his journey, his style, and his color. Go big or go home, Victor. Did anyone catch what like my, make and model of that car was, or was it Green. a Jaguar? Yeah, it was a Jag. Yeah, okay, I thought so. Yeah, they mentioned that on on the Talking Dead. Yeah. Hey, you're gonna be exiled. You might as well be exiled in style. Maddie gathers. Now, did he his- grab that car on purpose, or did that just happen to match the key fob that he had? I don't. Who knows? Six of one, half a dozen of the other. Uh, I got to think Victor Strand knows how to hotwire just about anything at this point in his con career, too. Now, I'm pretty sure that was the gift that Mama gave. Yeah, Yeah, it was. And that happened to be the car that they would have gotten, her daughter would have gotten for her wedding, right? Yeah. 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 As a gift. Gee, some people got it, some (laughs) people don't. (laughs) I guess. I think it started after all those weeks just sitting there. Let's, you know, we can't even go into that because there would be no working gasoline after about like a, a month in the apocalypse anyway. So we're we're in different physics land for. Yeah. No, because don't you get a full tank of gas when you buy a brand new car? It doesn't matter though; it evaporates after time. Yeah, and and the, the with the um, ethanol, it uh, eats up the the the. Uh, rubber hoses and such so yeah, there, there after anybody in, the, in he, the other series there wouldn't be anybody driving anything at this right. point but <laughs> unless someone sets up a mad max style you know oil refinery yeah well how long has it been since this has been just a couple of months right so yeah i mean yeah. There, there's possibilities of, of, of this working out okay but you leave a vehicle sit for several months at a time and you try to drive it with the the ethanol gas and all that, you're you're gonna ruin the engine. Well, I you know, know everyone gotta... knows that, but I mean no, it they hasn't don't. been that long on fear. The yeah. writers of the show apparently don't or don't care. So. Well, no, it would just it, it would take too much away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's got a it's probably more expensive to hire horse wranglers for these shows actually than it is to come up with vehicles. Um because not as many people do that. Uh, so Maddie gathers the kids to have a little talk, 
and basically tells them that they're staying and they're going to try to get along with these people or if it comes to it, take the place over for themselves. Basically, your, your Rick 101 standard infiltrating a town strategy. Um, <laughs> and that's, that's yeah, but she's not gonna. Her plan is not to take the ranch over. She's just gonna kill everybody. Well, yeah, what? Yeah, she doesn't need allies. She just it's family or, and nothing, you know, right. basically. So. But I don't think that's gonna, you know, that that's not really smart either. Cause, she's not like Rick trying to build community here. No, not yet. Anyway, and, well, I mean, she's looking to adopt and or <laughs> take over an existing community, much like Rick, Rick does too. Uh, nowadays, anyway, but see, I get the feeling she's kind of she's kind of coming in, using it for what she needs, and then moving on. Uh, well, I yeah, don't know. It, I think she's trying to call it home, yeah, even if that it's, means it's, she has to take over. Yeah, uh, to make it her home for now until it's just not safe anymore. I mean, they were gonna, you know, they were gonna stay at the hotel. She, you know, walls and, and, and secure things and self-sufficiency is good. And I think she's smart enough to see that. And that you don't really want to go wandering in this world. You know, it's a, it took the other crew on the other show, you know, probably far too long to realize that. It's like, hey, maybe we shouldn't just be camping out in the woods all the time. Well, you know, it, and that also is too hard to believe that there hasn't been some kind of horde coming through there. That is just some straight up bullshit. The I don't know. Or the, camp? The, the camp. Yeah. And then well, on top of everything else, not just the horde, but those fences. Are you are you kidding me with that? Yeah. I mean, you can't yeah, keep, the prison didn't work. You think this shit's going to work? Well, we were trying to figure out where they were trying. We were trying to figure out where they at, where they're at. I mean, yeah. what border were they? Did Nick and Alicia uh, Lucy go? When they ran into to the autos, where, where where were they? Were they at you know somewhere along New Mexico, California? I can't think know. that they're too far. I mean, they went over in California. Uh, they went yeah. over in, in a boat, so they could be deeper into Mexico than we think. But weren't they right around Mexico City, pretty much for a while there? Or? No, 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 no. They were nowhere near Mexico City. No. They were they were still up, you know, north and east of Baja. So, you know, I mean, they, they, they couldn't have, you know, they, they passed Tijuana and, and go that far. But, no, they could not have gotten anywhere near Mexico City because that's so far south and east. From so uh, I think they're still pretty close to the California border and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, would, Nevada or New Mexico would be right next yeah, to Yeah, isn't the border, isn't, wasn't the camp at the border? But the, the whole point of this is is that, you know, as far as – all that area goes as you go further east in from California and you get to New Mexico, all there in that area, that's desert. Yeah. Okay. It is hot, sand, nest, nasty desert. They're up in the hills. Uh, so they're probably in that, that crest that goes over before you, you know, before you get down into the, the nice California basin, which means probably no walkers. Hmm. There's not going to be much walkers in there. It's not going to be a herd. They're not going to go uphill. They're going to turn left or right and and take the path of least resistance. That's the walker way. Well, there was a shit ton of them outside of that camp, so they might be on their way to the uh, the, the other camp. <laughs> no shit. They got to go somewhere. And if there's a road in... Yeah, and that's the, that's the only thing they got, they got going is the, is the road in. 
they try to walk on any other land, they're going to get diverted away one way or another because of the hills and such. Yeah. So yeah. I well, thank you, that. Mr. Science, Brian. Yeah. Oh, no, hey. You got a geographic uh, advantage over us New Yorkers. Yes. So. <laughs> uh, my my out west geography is a little sketchy these days. <laughs> But yeah, I gotta think that uh, the herd that walked over that camp is is gonna play into it eventually. But yeah, they've always been on this show a little kind of inconsistent about where concentrations of lots of walkers would be. Um, I mean, obviously they did right by the first season. It was you know right in the city, so there were tons of everybody. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, once they got to Mexico, it was like huge swaths of. Of none, and then huge groups of some, and in the city, in the water. Yeah. <laughs> At least we're getting. I some. miss my floaters, by the way. I know. I, know. <laughs> I, I don't think we're ever getting back on the boat, though. No, we're not. Must not have been in the budget, unfortunately. But which really sucks because I thought that's. I was really into that. They could have taken that a lot farther, but but even that would have broke down to like Waterworld and pirates. But who the hell doesn't like pirates? <laughs> so uh, I don't know, guys. That's that's the the tale. And wow, by Travis, I'm just still kind of in shock, really, that they did that. <laughs> Nobody's Man, safe. No shit. No, that boy, just makes me sad. Yeah. Yeah. Not fun. Yeah, now, now I mean, you get to get see to... someone be such a badass, and then boom, kill him. Yeah. I said I'll, I'll take that over the heart-to-heart talk with somebody talking about morality that we've seen four hundred fucking times already, though. You know? Hey, yeah, anybody? or or replays <laughs> of their past, mm-hmm. right. or dreams for that matter. This one is has proven. This show has proven that it's not afraid to break the mold of the other one a little bit, and I think that that's why I tend to be more excited about this one lately than the other one. Um, you know, not just that I don't know where it's going, but I really like the the locale that they're in, and that this is this is the kind of thing that you would find in the early days. You would find these survivalist groups, and I love that uh, Jeremiah was like, "Yeah, we were planning for the." fall of democracy and you know but who knew and we weren't really (laughs) ready for this thing though (laughs) but we can adapt so uh yeah it's it's i mean we we do or die yeah we had our one little survivalist family early on in the show but i mean this is this is the full did you guys get to watch there's a viral video that came out that's basically a, a commercial for jeremiah's survivalist camp uh, no, I no. That presumably I played before the apocalypse. Yeah, I, I posted it in the Facebook group, I think. By the way, we have a Facebook group. We need more members for for my ego, um, so join it. Just search <laughs> Fear the Walking Dead cast on, uh, on your little Facebook thingy and, and come in and say hi because we post lots of stories and, and do a little live blogging and, and keep you updated on all walker related news so yeah. we've got an audience of 17 we need more than that and, people and 10 of us are are, are on the show so <laughs> uh, now next week's episode are you, do you did you see what it's called uh, i forget though yeah I had it's it it's teotwaki okay which basically is the end of the world as we know it oh that's right okay 
<laughs> and the description. How do you say? And I feel fine in Spanish. R E M. Now, uh, do you want me to yeah. read you the description here? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. It says Alicia and Nick fall in with new crowds. Plural. Madison discovers Otto's past mimics her own. Hmm. All right. So you know, either so Alicia and Nick return to high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe there probably is a school at the uh, at the survivalist camp. Um. Well, Nick's gonna find the guys that are behind the shacks that are you know eating the the paint off the the bedposts. Yeah. Yeah. And Alicia's going to go and hang around with Troy because he can get her, like, fresh cans of beans and, you know, maybe some DVDs. And so uh, going to run into the rape room where Ophelia's probably being held. Yeah. Right. <laughs> God. And then Daniel's going to ride in on a tank and fucking rescue everybody. <laughs> hey, what if the woman who's pregnant came from that fucking camp? Ooh. And they got away from there. That's a possibility. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, any of those. Well, yeah. It, well, it didn't look like there were too, you know, they were taking too many Mexicans in, <laughs> or anyone that wasn't. I, uh, I, I very think there's Caucasian. a and there's a long. I think there's a long distance between where that camp is and where the hotel is. Yeah. Well, it yeah, was I think just they a thought. For a while. No. You know. Yeah, well, it could be though. They could have been turned away, or you know, or got away when they started getting shot at. Uh, it just makes you wonder what these fools are up to. Yeah, it's got to be something. It, it's one of those too good to be true situations. So of course it's going to be. Um, right. But at least you know it won't be Maddie fucking things up. It'll be already fucked up situation that they they come Maybe, across. They'll probably make worse. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, still not exactly the the best decisions being made on a lot of fronts. But Maddie's getting better. She's she's learning her survivalist skills. And she's probably doing better than we would. Yeah, I don't I know think, about that. I gotta think that uh, <laughs> I'd be I, I'd be curled up in a corner. Honestly, uh, be, I would not. I'd be like, bring it, bitches. <laughs> I'd be the slow running friend that that allows the rest of y'all to get away as I'm getting eaten. That's pretty much my function in the. Apocalypse, and I've accepted that. Um, so you're welcome in advance. Uh, as as the second slowest, I'm probably the one kicking you off the fence. Yeah, I'm, I'm Otis in, in the regular Walking Dead. There, that Shane kicked to his doom. You're you're not going to see Beth or Christopher or any of us. We're going to be down in John Goodman's bunker. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, I'd rather deal with aliens than, than walkers any day of the week. Anyway. <laughs> Spoilers, uh, but yeah, I'm excited. A lot of stuff could happen. Um, I hope we stay in this camp for a little bit and and figure out what's going on. And uh, yeah, hopefully, I don't know if we'll ever get with Strand again. He's what's the Deadpool looking like? You think Strand's going to be around much longer? I actually do. I think they're going to end up meeting back up, and maybe there is. Something there that we saw before between Maddie and uh, Strand. Yeah, that wouldn't be, you know, the. the That's not so far fetched now. The playing yeah. field is clear. Uh, there seems to be a lot of serendipity with this group, so there's no doubt that they'll. That, that yeah, he's going to come across them. Yeah, exactly. That can be overdone, and I hope they don't stretch the imagination on it too much, because, I mean, the other Walking Dead, they, they have. 
you know, a remarkable ability to run into each other when they should probably never see each other again. And I hope we don't always go with that here. That yeah, but in the original through. Walking Dead, they're not really going very far. No, but this this seems a little more spread out, and who knows where you know Victor is even headed at this point. You know, but I. I I bought both Carol and Morgan's tracking abilities in 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 what they did. Yeah, so I didn't have any any trouble with that in Walking Dead. I mean, I don't know anybody else that that went too far out and came back. As crafty as uh, Strand is, though, I don't think I have a lot of faith in him tracking no. shit without a GPS. But now he's just gonna fall ass backwards and back into the rest of the cast. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's, like, literally probably the only African-American on the whole show. <laughs> so maybe <laughs> it would probably cause some bad feelings if they knocked him off without getting some more on there because they've had that problem before. Um, so I think he's safe for a bit. Uh, you know, don't don't touch my Nick or Alicia or, or we'll riot. Um, and I really don't want to see Lucy go yet, but... If she survives, then it's doomed eventually. She will. She was in their damn commercial. Yeah, she was in the preview, so she was up walking around at least. Oh, okay. yeah. Missed, missed that Arguing one. with Nick about, you just don't want to leave your family. So. Oh, yeah. Well. Can you blame the guy? Yeah, really. That's, that's an argument you're not going to win, Lucy. No, for, for mm-hmm. real. You know, looking like, uh, what's her name there? Underworld woman, but I can understand her if they were looking at her like a piece of thigh or breast, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you gotta know this. This this show's gotta come around to cannibalism eventually. We gotta have at least one tainted meat moment over here, because <laughs> cannibals would happen. I'm sorry, it's the way it is, folks. If you don't want to deal with cannibals, don't survive the apocalypse or learn some long pig ticking, uh, cooking techniques. Probably not a bad idea. But that was a great fucking moment. Tainted me. <laughs> right out of the page, too. It's beautiful. <laughs> but, uh, that's all I got, kids. Yeah, you guys uh, just made me hungry for barbecue. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I had five, five guys burger today. I'm, I'm set and bloated for the next eight hours at least. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I think I think we beat this one to death. I mean, in a good way. Yeah. yeah <laughs> for the for the good of all kind of way. Um, all right, we're the Fear of the Walking Dead cast, and we'll be back every week uh, to do this for you until it's done, and then we'll do the other one, and on and on and on. The cycle of walkers continues. So thanks for joining us, Beth Hughes, Brian Hughes, Mike Zumo, my regular co-hosts. And we'll we'll drag Professor Allen on here again eventually and probably get some other folks. So hope you'll keep tuning in. Weeklyheroics at yahoo.com. You can email us. And you should. We have no iTunes reviews. No. Oh, come on, guys. I've gotten one for all of my shows. David, come on, David. Take a few moments. (laughs) (laughs) He's the only one I have on Weekly Heroics. I can ask no more of him. Yeah. Uh, and no emails still. So thanks for nothing. And, and I'm not oh. sharing my one emailer on my on my show. No. All right. 
that's just mean. <laughs> I was even going to read a Weekly Heroics one if I had one, but we don't. So. Uh, but we know you're out there listening because you do comment and like and, and, and stuff, and somebody downloads us because I check the stats, so... Uh, good to be back, though, guys. Thanks for joining me, and uh, we'll see you folks out there in listening land later. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Adios. That's my line. Yeah. <laughs> I appropriate it. I, I got it in the marriage, so, you know. <laughs> You've been listening to Fear the Walking Dead cast on the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network. 